0: Welcome you guys into the 23rd episode of Trojan Talk. I'm Zach Taranko with Jeff Krishberry. How you doing?
1: All right. How are you?
0: Doing good. So no Cole, as you see today, but uh, we'll, we'll get this going. So yesterday, the boys lacrosse team had uh, the first uh, game on TV. We broadcast. They won 17 to 3. A really good overall game for T.A. Lots of Lots of young players getting in goals. Jacob Marcotte had four goals. Verano had a few. Uh, just a great overall game. And it was cool to see Cody Ruff for the first time. And, and he's just dominating, you know, because everybody else in that defense was really short. So uh, it was a good game for T.A. Uh, they're they're 3-1. They're, they're moving through. And I think... I think I'm waiting for that Cape Elizabeth game. That's the game I'm looking forward to. But
1: Yeah, it's tough in lacrosse. Uh, first of all, just a very typical spring sports day. Just completely raw, rainy, gross, yeah. like terrible. Thankfully, again, when we do spring uh, broadcasts, we're up in the press box, so not out to the elements. So can't complain too much. But, um, you know, the the lacrosse the season, they, they're going to have these type of games where you go in 10 nothing at halftime, mm-hmm. games basically over in the first quarter. Um, so you don't learn a whole lot about your star players, but you do learn a little bit about the younger guys. And... and just how they're going to take the physical toll That really what it, what it comes down to. You know, it, it's interesting that the lacrosse plays a, a little shorter schedule than some of the other sports like yep. soccer and, and field hockey and some of the other spring sports, too. Um, so you don't have a whole lot of opportunities. Only six, I think they only play 12 games total, yep. like six home games, mm-hmm. six away games. Um, so you want to take advantage of every single one of them, and they—they're—I mean, it's weird to think like they're already what a quarter of the way through the season. Yep, you know, just playing three games. Um, yeah, the kick game, as always, is going to tell a lot of the story, probably not the story, but um, you know, coming into the season, I feel like you know there's some new players. Uh, you guys, you do have some returners, mm-hmm. um, but this team is on a level now where you know they have the youth structure set up, and the you know the first team and and, and JV teams. Uh, are always uh, on the ready and bringing up new talent. So you don't see a big dip coming up from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, will they, you know, can they stand up to Cape this year and talk to Coach Hersey? I mean, Cape is good. I mean, yep. they, they brought back a lot of players from last year's dominating team. Uh, you know, TA gets a 4 to 1 win over Falmouth since the last time was- we, we broadcasted. Um, kind of happy we didn't live stream that game because. Yeah, it's a good win, but, like, boy, it's not the most exciting stuff to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to um, Travis Lee from Channel 8 the other day, um, and he uh, was saying the same thing. He's like, look, I love those games. You know, whoever's involved in that game, that's great for you. But as far as looking for sports highlights, it's not exactly the most uh, yeah. interesting thing as well. So, uh, But, yeah, good, good win against you know a team they should win and a team they should beat. We'll have a couple live streams coming up over the next few uh, weeks as well for boys lacrosse mm-hmm. uh, as well. And, obviously, that big cape game is going to tell the big story of the season.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's that's the game I'm looking forward to for this year. So um, we'll move to quickly talking about some girls lacrosse. They played on Tuesday, lost to Marshwood nine to seven. They are now one and two on the season. We were supposed to broadcast on T V their game this Friday. Unfortunately, uh, that game is uh, I believe it's just canceled. I think. I believe yes. Yeah, Noble just, has
1: some isu- has some bushing I- busing busting issues, I guess. So
0: our, now our next game I think will be next uh, Tuesday, May third, is another girls game. I'm not sure what they're playing, but uh, a, a lot of games. Um, Next week and moving on through this, they're playing besic Yep, besic Yeah, so we quickly talk about uh, Isaiah Jones. If you know Isaiah Jones, he uh, a big football player here. Uh, he's you know he's been one of the most athletic t- players has had on the football team. His brother, you might have remembered, it, Peyton Jones played basketball and football as well. Uh, he is going down south. I don't remember the the prep school or he's going he's to South
1: Carolina. I, I was yep. just trying to look up the name of it. I couldn't find the name, but yeah, so he's going to one of the best biggest programs in 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 all of South Carolina yep. and something he's been talking about for a while and uh, he was interviewed by Travis Lee again at WMTW recently so um, big step for him I mean it's you know mm-hmm. he definitely would have come in next year as not only you know the the best player on Thornton Academy but, but the Fitzpatrick, uh, Fitzpatrick uh, favorite yep. Um. so it, it's a hu- it's great for him I mean it's, it's one of those things where you know it sucks for the team obviously yeah. for yep. TA I mean we're already going to be losing quite a few players from the undefeated team this year um, but you, you can't fault to someone for trying to chase their dreams. like just like Cooper Flag and all these other guys, JP Estrella, all these guys that are leaving. Um, but it, it's a huge leap. I mean, you, you go from being 100% the best player on your team and probably the best player in the whole state to a team that probably has six guys just like him, yep. you know? And mm-hmm. you it really just goes down to betting on yourself. You know, you're going in your senior year looking for a scholarship to college, mm-hmm. you don't want to go down there and 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 sit on the bench and not saying that's what's going to happen to him because obviously he works very hard and, and mm-hmm. it's just kind of a – he's a beast. But, you know, when you go down into a territory where this is all they do, all these guys play football 24-7. Um, and in, in the interview I saw, he did talk about how much he liked the fact that it's kind of football all the time there, which is great. Yep. But that also comes with a lot big challenge. And mm-hmm. when you bet on yourself, sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. And obviously, again, be, it looks like for Cooper Flag, it's already working out. I yeah. mean, he's already ranked number three in the whole country for, 20, for his class. Twenty five, yeah. Um, for, for, and J.P. is getting offers from... Tons of he just ACC. got just got yeah. Illinois the other day. Too. Really, okay. Yep. Yep. Um So yeah, sometimes you bet on yourself and it works out. So I mean, good luck to him. Obviously, you know, wish he was staying, mm-hmm. but understand uh, you want to take that big that big leap, and yeah, you know, the team will be all right. You know, you know, as far as where the positions go, they're still figuring out a lot of. Um, you know, some of the skill positions and, and the line too. the line, it, it uh, a skill position. Guys get a lot of publicity, mm-hmm. uh, but the line this year for TA was one of the big reasons why they went undefeated on and both sides all, of the all ball. All seniors, right? Both yeah, sides. So pretty much. Yeah. Even, yeah. So it's going to be a huge, a huge change next year. And, and again, we talked a little bit on the last episode about how the scheduling is going to be different. So we'll be playing a team from New Hampshire and that could, uh, yep. could change some things. Um, already crazy. We're already talking about football, but yeah. you know, <laughs> that story just happened to pop up there. So yep. again, good luck to Isaiah and, and, uh, we'll be following him for sure. And in case anything falls through, we can
0: use it back here for next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, like I said, just want to quickly, it's a bigger market down there. And, and even if it, it isn't, you know, he, he doesn't play as many minutes as he would here, it's a better opportunity down there for him to get a scholarship than it is up here. Because even if he's the best player in Maine, it's just harder up in here to get the publicity that you want. So, Well, it's the thing, though. It, so you get noticed more when
1: you're at a bigger school like that. Um, but if you're the best, by far the best player in the state, it, it's yeah. such a it's such a complex issue because again, if you're the best player in the state, you get all the publicity, mm-hmm. like Maine. But everyone's going to be like, well, you know, you're playing against, you know, you know, no offense, but Edward Little and Lewiston, yeah. the teams that yeah. you know our JV team could probably compete with. Mm-hmm. In most 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 years or, or just not physically up to the task, or, or, or not as fast, or strong, or as big. So um, it's interesting. You know, I don't know. If this would have happened 10 years ago you know when we had like guys like Andrew Libby you know some of the are, are really you know some of our top players we ever had if they would have transferred somewhere else I mean a lot of it comes down to the family too the whole family's moving down there so yeah. um so yeah it's a lot a lot of moving parts to it um so yeah we'll, we'll see how it goes for him and and uh, he doesn't, I don't think he plays any spring sports. Maybe he runs track. I am I'm not. I'm not I know he's run track in the past. but Yeah, I don't think he was running p- track. But probably shirt. anything. Probably yeah. just focusing on football.
0: So yeah. Now we want to move over to the professional side of our sports talk today. We'll start with the Celtics. I had to rep my jersey. Last time we, we had an episode, I, I picked them to win in five. They won in four. It's so even better somewhere. You were not again. a believer. Oh, I'm not the believer, huh? Because <laughs> this is where we, we edit in the clip of you and Kobo saying, Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Nets in seven. You guys are crazy. I said Nets in six. Uh, well, you know, it Celtics win 4-0. They sweep the series. The question I have for you is, have their chances at the finals increased? You know, Chris Middleton's not going to play in the Bucks series, but do you think that that series, you know, gives them more, I don't know what you saw, like a better percentage, you know, within the NBA community? They think they would win Then, Well, I mean,
1: now I've completely switched and they're going to win the whole thing. Well, I don't know. They're definitely going to the finals. Like, yep. but will they win it? Like, could they beat Golden State? I don't know. Could they beat Phoenix? I don't know about mm-hmm. that. But the East looks weak right now. I mean, everybody talks about how all year it looked great. Um, So I went to game one. And what's interesting is, you know, if, if the Nets, which was a fantastic game to watch, by yep. the way, um, and I'm not the biggest green teamer, but still it was tough Well, not game to one was crazy. the best game of the series. Let's be yeah, honest. oh, yeah, honestly, game three and four kind of stunk. I mean, game yep. four stunk until the last, like, th- you know, few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the series itself is not going to be that memorable except for the sweep. I mean, game one is very memorable. Game two was kind of forgettable. But, mm-hmm. You know, the Celtics were down 17, but that's the NBA. I mean, pretty much yeah. every, every game you get that. Um, so if, if the Nets win game one, I don't know what happens in the series. I'm not saying the Nets win after seeing, like, how it happened. But I mean that game, I don't think it would have been, like, a five-game series. I think the Nets would have grabbed another. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Kyrie stuff, I mean, obviously he used that as fuel. Uh, and that game one was – I've been to a lot of Patriots games that have been very high-energy, like, vitriol against other players. Nothing. I've never seen anything like that. I mean, people are just, like, hating. Yeah. And it's really interesting to me, like – maybe it's a hot take, but I don't understand the the amount of hate that he gets – now I understand that he said that thing. Oh, I'm planning to come back next year, and then he didn't. You know, when mm-hmm. he was a Celtic, I plan. I I get the point of like you know, um, you know, he kind of quit in the playoffs. Like I get that. Yeah. Um. First of all, he was only here for like about two years, like mm-hmm. a year and a half, really, because he kind of sat out some of the year, and, you know, and that team was kind of the first one was kind of, um, you know, screwed anyway because of the injury to, um, Hayward Hayward, yeah. right? So. I understand like not liking him. I understand booing him, but like seriously, they treat this guy like he was Aaron Hernandez to come back from an, on another team after he killed somebody. Yeah, like the the the. I don't understand it. Like I get again, I would boo him mercifully, and I did. But like the you know all the stuff people are yelling at him, like. Like he's a despicable human being. It's like okay, he's a weirdo. Okay, he's not the, you know, he's not a great professional (laughs) athlete. He's a flat earther. (laughs) Exactly, which is like okay, fine. But like there, (laughs) there are also a few hundred, hundred thousand flat earthers. Not that I support that, but it's just so interesting. Like when you take a step back and you're not like if this, if you weren't a Celtics fan, if you were watching this and it was uh I don't know whatever Bucks, and you'd be like, why do they hate him so much? Like he's an NBA player. A lot of NBA players say they're coming back and don't come back. So. In the end, did it did it affect him? Yeah, I mean, I guess it worked because he, he's obviously kind of a mental mental midget, um, which is like Ben Simmons, which is a whole other story. Um, <laughs> but when you look at it, I mean, the series itself was a disappointment because I thought it was going to be a good series. Like okay, yeah, well, yeah Celtics won; it was great. But I just could, I just when I looked at the series, obviously the Celtics have played well for the last few months. Like there's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. But when you look at it, I'm just like I can't imagine that Kevin Durant. And, again, I don't watch many regular season Nets games. So I'm like, it's Kevin Durant. He's the best player. Everybody keeps saying best player on the planet. That was not the best player on the planet that we saw. And don't tell me that it was the Celtics defense 100% because I watched that game three. I didn't see any game four because I was traveling. But game three where he did not take a single shot in the last 11 minutes of the game. And don't tell me that was the Celtics defense. He pulled a LeBron. Like LeBron does all the time, when he sees this, the series is winding down, he's going to lose, and he defers. He sits in the corner, he defers. He, it's, it's inexcusable that he didn't take a shot in the last 11 minutes there. So that kind of told the story. Yeah. Looking forward, Um. yeah, of course, they're going to kill the Nets. Uh, they're going to kill the um uh, Kill the Bucs. I, I see. I just, well Middleton. I mean, it's gonna be four or five games, like maximum, mm-hmm. and then they'll go to the you know conference finals. Could be the Heat or the Sixers. Sixers may not win this series. I, I mean, know, I we're, saw, gonna,
0: we're gonna talk about the Raptors. And the Sixers. Seriously, and the I saw
1: I saw a stat today that blew my mind. But I mean, whether it's the Heat or you know the Heat are dealing with some injuries as well as the Sixers, so it's just I don't know. I don't. I, it's it's so inexplicable how good this team's played. It really is because yep. they have some good players. But it, the thing is, every single one of their role players is playing the best basketball of their life. Exactly, Grant Williams. Yep. Daniel Tice, like Death, everybody's Derek coming White, off yeah. the bench. Yep. Like uh, this was a game too that that Williams was like thirteen for thirteen shooting. Like he was yeah, like he was nine a, he for he nine was and then and four, from four, 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 nine. four for four yep. for the yep. like. What when does that happen? So it's yeah. just every single one of them and every single one of the stars is playing well. I mean, of course, huge credit. Will they go to the finals? I think that by far the favorites to go to the finals. When you get there,
0: who knows what could happen? But it's just incredible. Yeah, I I think. Um not to diminish the Celtics at all because they played fantastic basketball, but the Nets just weren't up to where they were. I think the one thing I saw was like at the end of Game Four, when you know the Nets are down by like three or four after that terrible Scott Foster call, Kevin Durant was throwing up terrible threes. Like mm-hmm. he was just trying to put it all on his back and he couldn't do it. So, you know, I, I all, after that game, I want the first thing I said was, okay, what does this team do next year? Are they going to blow it up yet? Are they going to wait for Simmons to come back? The uh, Nets? Oh, yeah, I don't, know. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do, but. Now, I don't know. I think it, it, again. It does. It, what does this series say?
1: Does it say more about the Celtics? Does it say more about the Nets? I mean, it's, it, only time will tell. But I think everybody right now in in New England is just like like I am. Like, oh, this team's the best team in the NBA. Yeah. They're going to the finals. Mm-hmm. What happens if we go out and lose the first two against Milwaukee, which is totally possible? Mm-hmm. Then, I mean, what happens if we lose that that series to Milwaukee in six or seven games? Let's just not call. You know, like,
0: we don't get embarrassed, but six or seven games. What's the narrative then to, here? Okay, then people, it's still people, like oh,
1: another second round exit. What yeah, the heck happened? People are going to say what they were saying. In was the it beginning, a fluke?
0: Yep. Yeah, where they were like, "Oh, this team's terrible. They can never do it." It was just right. you know, yeah. a fluke.
1: A fluky. You know, a fluky. A good half season and then a a a a, a sweep against a really terrible. Mentally, cha- mentally, mm-hmm. you know, weak team. So I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see. Did you see? By the way, one quick thing before we move on to Jason Tatum, this schedule that came out uh, for the Buck series. So they start on Sunday, mm-hmm. then they play Tuesday, and then they play Saturday. So four days off, three three full days off between these two games. The NBA is trying to stretch it out. A lot of people are saying because they want Middleton to come back, but they well, just want it, these. It, it want only these helps the to go into June so, with
0: Rob Williams, of course. So, you know, so it's, but it's like, come
1: on now. Like, uh, how, how do you get any kind of flow when you have a th- three full days between
0: between games? It's yeah. Silly. All right. Well, now we're going to talk about some Jason Tatum, some stats and some some talk. Um, I saw this on Twitter. People were talking about this and and debating this. Is Jason Tatum the best player in the NBA right now? That only really accounts the playoff teams, looking at the people who are actually playing right now. Do you think he's the best player? No.
1: I say he's in the top three or four. I put in John Morant in there. I mean, that's like the best in-game dunk I've ever seen. And Steph Curry. Steph Curry is on another planet right now. I saw him last night. I mean... He's just got that look in his eye. Um, no, I don't think there's. I think I think there's really a top five as I talked about. You get you got Morant, you got Tatum, you got Curry, Embiid still playing very well, yep. and I'd throw in. So you haven't seen many of the the west west uh, Western Conference stuff because they don't start. It's like, been 10 hard o'clock.
0: because it, it was a lot of Devin Booker. He got hurt. Chris Paul True. won good games, so like it's yeah, it's
1: tough. I mean Tatum, you know. I could see an argument where he's the best player, but I don't think it's – just because of one series, it hasn't – for me, it hasn't uh, – I, I See, I don't look back at that net series and be like, oh my gosh, this was Jason Tatum's coming out party as the best player in the NBA. Yeah. I think it was a team effort. So, I mean, he was playing great. There's no question about it. Yep. Um, There hasn't been yet a game where he's like, all right, get on my back. I'm scoring 45, and I'm going to win this game on the road in a tough environment, which Brooklyn is not a tough environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was When uh, you get stupid Spike Lee <laughs> there, and his <there's> Brooklyn <laughs> stuff in the front row. Yeah. Kn- Knicks fan, but –
0: we're to talk about the uh, the 76ers now. So Raptors force a game 6. That game uh, 6 is tonight and there's only ever been I think 14 teams ever to force a game 6. Only 3 to ever force a game 7 after being down 3-0 and, they all lost. and 0 has yeah. never ever come back. Are we uh, you, if you don't know the 76ers have choked basically every series in the last few years. They've been have great have had great teams. Are they choking the this series and do you think that they can go in game 6? to Toronto and beat Toronto in their own, in their home every no day.
1: no and i mean this i can't believe that this this could be the one this could be the finally the one and it comes down to Doc Rivers i mean i heard the stat on weei this morning running in that doc rivers has the nba record as a coach for most series that he's lost up 3-1 he's lost like three series up 3-1 in his yeah. career and he also has lost the most clinching games in the history of the nba like where his team could clinch going to the next round oh my god so, I don't know. I mean, I saw Game 4, and they had the Scott Foster effect in Game 4. That, yep. that got them back mm-hmm. in the series. Uh, I just think, you know, I, I – no, I don't think they win tonight. I think they win Game 7, though, in the Philly. Six, I just can't imagine. There's just too much talent on that team to, well, to lose to Toronto. But
0: It's, it's what Toronto has, because I know Fred Vandley didn't play in Game 5, and they still won. And then I don't know if he's going to play tonight, but he's been the backbone of that team because Siakam's yep. been up and down, and Scotty Barnes is like, he's still a rookie. You don't know where he's going to be. Yeah.
1: I don't know stuff. It's, it's an interesting series, at least because most of these other series are basically over. You know, a lot of these, pretty much every every series going five games, mm-hmm. except for there'll be a few that go six or seven, maybe. Yeah. But um, it's been an interesting playoffs so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's um, you know, the injuries are playing a huge factor on all these teams. You know, with the Suns, you know, everybody thought Suns Warriors will be kind of the way to, to go to the, the the NBA Finals, but without Booker, Suns don't look as great either.
0: Yeah. All right, now, we're going to talk about some of the West Coast teams. As you said, Devin Booker got an injury. The Grizzlies were struggling against the T-Wolves. So right now, the series Memphis is leading the T-Wolves three to two, and the Suns are leading the Pelicans three to two. If you had, if one of those teams, if you had, you know, your crystal ball in front of you, and and it said one of those teams that the the lower seed, so the T-Wolves or the Pelicans are going to win, who do you think would upset? Oh, I think the
1: T-Wolves for sure. I don't see the Suns losing that series, but the mm-hmm. T-Wolves they have, you know, the Karl Anthony Towns who. Again, it's one of these players that I would love to see in the yeah. Celtics' screen. <laughs> I think he's a stud, but out there, he's, he's basically Kevin Garnett, you know, two yeah. 0, yeah. That eventually he's going to be like, look, guys, I've been here for ten years and we're not winning anything. Um, I guess the most interesting thing about that series has been all these protesters that have come on the court. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, I but see, I
0: saw one of them. Wasn't it an animal, it's been three was of them? It animal rights protester? Yes. Yeah. So
1: there was one that glued her hand to the floor. There's one who chained herself to the basket, oh. and the third one, which was the most interesting, was they rushed the court, but the security kind of knew it was happening. And so the security person was sitting like three three seats down, literally direct, like looking right at this woman. And then when she got on the court, they got her before she even got like more than two steps, and they arrested her. So it's been what, a little fascinating. What is this for? What is the Well, point the o- so the owner of the Grizzlies, whose name his last name um, does he own a like a big Chick- old farm? Well, he, yeah. So basically, he has some. He has a chicken farm, and like they, they he had like five million chickens who got bird flu, and so he destroyed them. Um, like, by burning them alive or whatever, but I don't know. You know, it's one of those things where, like, who knows how they really kill chickens, like, yeah. you know, it's and it's, like, it's just such a, for me, it's such a silly thing Place to do that because it's not helping your cause because people look at it and be like, "Wow, you're crazy!" You're like, crazy. There's yeah. got to be other ways to because protest. If ev- you...
0: Everybody went there as watching basketball. Yeah. No, no one's there going and saying, "Oh, we hate the Grizzlies." Man- the own- yeah. Owner, owner anything, I know. Yeah.
1: So it's th- it's just an interesting thing. Now it hasn't happened the last game or two, but it happened the first three games and it like, yeah. interrupted the, the. court. But they're getting better at you know getting it out there yeah, quickly. But
0: the security must be like this giant ring around. Yeah. The, around the it was good.
1: Good tackle too by by the security yeah. security person. So yeah, I think you know I think so, I think Suns wrap it up here on the road um, but I could see the team was forcing a 7 and maybe getting mm. that win
0: well game 5 was uh, John Morant hit like a floater in the last like second yeah. of the game yeah the so crazy dunking in the other it's, floater it's been close I mean yeah. I I think that Grizzlies team is deeper has a deeper roster right now than the Celtics I've just seen a lot of guy, guys come off the bench and play really well but they don't have any standouts because John Morant isn't playing his best basketball right now in the playoffs but Tatum and Brown have been taking over and that's why like a team like the Celtics who are so deep are just look so great so. absolutely yeah all right, we're going to talk about the Bruins real quick. If you haven't been following them the last, you know, 10-15 games. They're 0-36 in the power play. Is that for real? Yep. Th- yes. Jeez. So, here's the stats. So, it's it's they 0-36 in the power play for about you know, 8 to 10 games they were missing Pastrnak, who's their best power play guy. And but they aren't they're not just losing games here. They're like they've won five out of the last six. They've won I I don't know. They they're they're not they have a winning record. They're doing mm-hmm. great. And so, my question for you is going into the playoffs, if you never watched hockey, I bet you probably watch a little bit. Oh yeah. They they don't call anything. They let everybody play right. through big hits. That's what the whole point. Right. Does a stat like that matter if Boston, they're scoring, you know, even strength, five on five goals against good teams. The power play's have been terrible, but do you think that really matters that much going into the playoffs? I mean, certainly if they continue to
1: do that, you, you want to take advantage of the few opportunities you do have in the playoffs. Yeah.
0: But I mean, it's one of it's gotta be
1: one of those things where the odds are they're gonna turn it around, right? It's not yeah. If, poss- if, if they're healthy and everyone's back, I mean, at some point they're going to start scoring goals in the power play. It's just yeah. the odds and the gods will maybe get happen. So I think it's one of those things. Once they score one, they'll probably score three in a game, yep. you know, and mm-hmm. then that'll be that. So if they're scoring goals otherwise, you know, it's – but as you said, there's so few opportunities in the playoffs. And for yeah. me, the penalty kill is more important than the, than the power play anyway. Yep. So mm-hmm. as long as that's working fine, I mean, you know, it's – the Bruins are so tough to, to predict this year. Like they, Again, this could be a team that goes to the Stanley Cup, or they could be out in the first or second round. Yep. I mean, It's just mm-hmm. it's how they've been the last five or six years in this cycle since the Blues series, just to be like, okay, well, they have the same group, basically, and they're playing well at some times, and how's it going to turn out? So yeah. all comes down to the goalies. And who do you think is going to start game one?
0: So they, they've decided it's Omar. Omar, okay. So I think the reasoning behind that is, is he's a little more experienced than Swayman. Both of them haven't had really any playoff experience, but Omar is is on a streak right now and that's the whole thing. One of the biggest parts of a playoffs run is you gotta have a hog a goalie that's on a hot streak. And if and you know, because it's not just about the players at that point and Omar has been playing great, even though he's given up a couple goals a game, it's still it's some really good really That's good
1: gonna hockey. be the issue more than the power play is like what happens if one of them has a bad game or two in a row, then you switch it up and then that guy's a bad game or that guy's yeah. a, I mean well I mean you gotta trust the coach to, to understand that and the in the locker room to understand that too. But that's I that can yeah. see that as a little issue.
0: Well, before we get to the, the fourth week of Pick the Winners, I want to ask you a quick question. I know we're obviously going to be on either side of this question, but what trophy is more historic, the Stanley Cup or the Lombardi Trophy? It's I, a, ha- It's the ha- Stanley Cup, 100%. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Lombardi Trophy. No, no. Okay, good, The Stanley
1: good, Cup good. is not only historic. It's the best trophy in sports. Yes. I can't is. think. I mean, it's in, there's a couple others that are up there. I think Lombardi Trophy's overrated in terms of like it looks it's a tiny little thing yeah. not cool i've seen them in person when i've been at uh, patriots place in the hall of fame and it wasn't like wow look at these things It was like oh, that's cool yeah. um no the stanley cup is amazing the way they celebrate it the way that all the names are inscripted on there yeah. the way they carried around there i've never
0: seen one in real life but it looks huge i i went to the hockey hall of fame once in toronto okay it's, i don't know it might have been a, like a replica but it, yeah it's, they have a few replicas that's how they do that it's huge you know, yeah you know i think you
1: know, historic is an interesting term. Like, if I'm saying what's the most historic trophy, I'd probably go for one of these that's, like, the Kentucky Derby Trophy or yeah, something like yeah. that that's, that's been around for over 100 years. I meant which one is, like, the most,
0: like, pristine. Like, when you, when you say this is the trophy. Stanley Cup, 100%. Because, yeah, yeah. you,
1: you know, and, I mean, if you look at the four major sports, by far the least is the baseball trophy. Like, you know, oh you, you know
0: what the name of it is? No. It's, like, the
1: commissioner something. I don't know. It's, like, no, the name it, after yeah. commissioner. Then you have the Larry O'Brien Trophy in basketball, which eh, is what, okay. what does it even look like? It's, it, it basically yeah. looks like the it's like the Lombardi trophy, but it has basketball on top instead. So it's oh, again not very yeah. impressive either. Yeah. Uh and then of course the Stanley Cup on top. So I mean I'm I'm up I, I like the World Cup. Also like the the Champions League trophy. They call it old oh, Big Ears because it's this massive trophy with these two huge handles oh, on the yes, side. Yeah. That's a historic trophy too. But yeah, Stanley Cup, it's just the coolest looking one. Yeah. And obviously all the, the the crazy stuff that they do with that thing. Yeah. When, when everybody – because it came to Biddeford when Brian DeMullen won. Yeah. At least one of his Stanley Cup, Stanley so. Cup, yeah. All right, so we'll surprise co- you sometimes, right?
0: I know, right. Well, I I thought you know you're a football guy, you might yeah. go Lombardi. No,
1: I, I respect the Stanley Cup. That's yep. that's my it's yep. where I crossover All
0: right, so we'll do uh, pick the winners pretty quick. We won't have Cole this week, so he'll stay at the four and eleven. We'll we'll
1: take his picks after the fact, yeah, and so we'll, we'll update next week.
0: Standings: I'm eleven and four. I went five and zero last week. Just you know, just give myself a little credit there. You are eight and seven. And Cole is four and eleven. We got a couple games. We'll start with uh, game six today: the Mavericks at the Jazz. Mavs are up three two in the series.
1: Okay, so now I'm feeling more comfortable with some of these, these picks because I've seen these teams play a little bit more and uh-huh. seen it. So Mavs-Jazz, I am going to go with the Mavs. I think they close it out.
0: Okay, I agree. I think the Mavs close it out. I don't know. I think Donovan Mitchell is day-to-day, I day-to-day, yeah. am so yeah. not sure. Uh, okay, the next game six is the Suns at the Pelicans against Suns lead 3-2. to two. Suns close it out. Yep, I, I'm going to agree as well. I think uh, Cole... Has changed his – Cole was betting against us. He was, yes. And he was in those games. That's why
1: he won three games last week because he agreed to us for most of them.
0: All right, game six, 76ers at Raptors. Philly up 3-2. Raptors i go- You know what? I've decided while listening to you talk about them, I've decided I'm going to go or Sixers. Okay.
1: Cause I will say this. I mean, that's not a terrible pick because I have heard because all the stuff is coming up now. Doc Rivers is pissed. Like he's in his press conferences, he's been like, "Judge me on my career, not on you know." Yep. So I can see them coming out today. I think if they win, it's going to be a blowout. I think they could either come on Toronto win by twenty-five or thirty, or They're it's going to be lose. Toronto. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right, and then they. This is a, a, one of our hockey games this week. We have. The Washington Capitals at the New York Rangers. The Capitals are fighting to get the third spot in the Metropolitan. Rangers have a good team. It's the last game of the season. It'll be a primetime game. Where are the
1: Rangers at in the playoffs, so r- they are, roughly? They, they're second. They are, they are they set in stone?
0: Set. They can't move up and they can't move down. Give me the Rangers. Okay. I'm going to go with the Capitals because— I'm telling your dad. I, and the reasoning <laughs> is because they're going to sit their players. For the, I'll, I'll let you change your pick right now if nope. you want. No, nope, no, nope. okay. Stick with the Rangers. And then I was gonna give Cole the opportunity for double points here. I guess we'll, we'll still, <laughs> we'll, we'll still do it. It so still won't catch me, but yeah. the reason I do double points for the baseball is because they play like every, they play every day. Yeah, it doesn't true. Matter. So true. Red Sox at the Blue Jays today. So you can go double or nothing, or you can how about this? You can. You oh, can, I can bet my other wins yeah. or something. You can, you can bet extra, or you can just say you know what, I'll just take the one, or I'll do. I'll like, just
1: take the one, and I'm gonna go Red Sox. I think Red Sox okay. just right. obliterate them after because Alex Cora is back now so
0: well that's gonna do it for the 23rd episode of trojan talk and we will see you all next week